What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Mike Janela Show. I'm your host, Mike. Obviously, this is my 92nd podcast episode. Hopefully, it won't be my last. But more importantly, it's the year in review episode. And you know what that means. Third annual. That means he's back. Rudner, what's up, dude? Oh, thank you for having me once again. It's, a, it's an annual tradition that uh, I look forward to every year. And I, I jot down notes throughout the course of the year, knowing this date is coming. I am super excited to talk to you about the year that was 2018. I don't do any of that. I basically just go back and research everything the week that we agree to tape it. So it's, uh, you and I take this different ways, but I think it'll be a good one anyway. And it is tradition, right? This is three years in a row. I think that's the first time you just do it. The second time, it's kind of like, all right, cool. But the third time, I think now we got something here. Yeah, I don't know why Apple didn't nominate us for Podcast of the Year. I'm still a little bitter about it. I mean, I listen to the Ringer podcast. I feel like every one of their shows got nominated. Nothing for the Mike Janelle show and nothing for the year in review. I'm pretty bitter. Well, 2019, that's something for us to shoot for. But before we get there, we got to get through 2018. We're going to do this uh, a little different. The last couple of years, we did uh, one long episode, and it was like an hour, 15 minutes every single time. And no one wants to listen to you or me talk for that long. Let's be real. So we're going to break this up into two episodes. Here's what we're going to do. We break things down by like awards and categories. So this episode, we're going to be doing our entertainment stuff. So we're going to name our movie of the year, our TV show of the year, and our song of the year. And then we're also going to do our best worst. So we're going to have a most underrated category, a most overrated category, uh, the best thing we bought, and then we're going to do a special honor section. So for some people that maybe didn't fit into any of our little uh, categories, that's just our chance to shout out some individuals there. Next episode, which will come out, uh, I'm going to do them a week apart. I don't know when you guys are going to listen to this, but whatever. In that one, it'll be our memories and our big awards. So we're going to have our most what-the-fuck moment of the year, our most awkward moment of the year, our favorite sports moment, the coolest thing we did, the rookie of the year, and the MVP of 2018. Sound good, Rudner? Are we good to go? It sounds really good. Um, we talked about this before we started recording. Um, my MVP is still very much up in the air. So I know you just put it out on Twitter. And if you're listening now, it's too late. You, you, you already likely did not get the MVP award uh, unless you're that one person that, that listened and uh, did, get, did get the award. But uh, I am very much, uh, th that MVP is very much up for grabs. So over the next couple hours, uh, um, it, it, I don't know who it's going to be. It's, it, it's exciting stuff, Mike. It's going to be whoever tweets you by the time we're done recording. Um, all right, last year, I listened back a little bit to our episode last year. And it was so like we were and we mentioned this. It was like a little bit sad because, you know, that was the first full Trump year and the world just seemed like it was a shithole. So I don't want too much Trump Paul cast on this episode. So were you planning on talking about him a lot or his effect on society at all in, in our episodes this year? He did not make my um, my finalists for MVP. So uh, no Trump talk for me, unless you have a question for me, I was no, not planning on bringing No, up. I don't. I, what I was going to say was, hey, we're going to give ourselves 30 seconds to get any Trump talk out of the way, but I don't think we even need to bother spending time on him. I still think he's a clown president, and that's pretty much sums up everything for me. Unless you want to say anything as well, I say we just finish talking about him right now and move on. Nope, I'm good. You, we can All right. move right on. Beautiful. To the awards then. Da -da -da. Entertainment section. What do you want to do, movie first, or you want to build up to movie? Because I know you and I, are movies are our thing. So you want to do that first or last? Let's do it last. How about right. that? Cool. Let's go with uh, Song of the Year, then. What was the jam that said 2018 more to you than anything else? Yeah, there, there, there were a lot of um, choices that I was kind of debating between. 
um, for song of the year. But I landed on one that I hope Steph Cohen approves of because I know she had a lot of complaints about our song from last year. Uh, and, and this song for this year, I actually heard it played live out in Las Vegas. And so I'm going to go with The Middle by Zed. That's my, my song of the year. Same. Uh, I had the same one, too. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, we're off to a great start. Usually we disagree, but I guess we're on it, right? Uh, we met in the middle. Uh, Maren Morris, too, don't forget. She's the one who sings it. Zed's the guy that does all the beats and stuff. For me, it was between that or um, God's Plan from Drake, because those are the two songs that I, I saw everybody like putting in their Instagrams or blasting on the radios. And um, I loved God's Plan, and the music video was great. Drake giving out, what was it, like $6 million or whatever to just strangers. But the middle... That was a song that I heard at the gym, at my parents' house, uh, at, my, at pool parties, at bars, at clubs. Uh, college kids were singing it. Old people were singing it. It was in Target commercials. Like, you could not escape that song anywhere you went. And it, was, it lasted for, like, eight months. It had, it had a run. Yeah, a lot so, of likes. Yeah. All right, yeah, so we had, but I think I... We had nothing to talk about, really. We both agree with that one. And it's, yeah, I, I mean, I was going to say, I first heard that song in March, and still hear it to this day well i guess songs last forever but i feel like it's still in regular rotation to this day so uh you got to give marin morris and zed credit they they uh came up with a beat that just won't stop beating wow uh, pun intended maybe <laughs> um, i don't know i didn't know where i was going with that so i just finished it like i just avoided it midway through i like it exactly. uh, all right cool well congrats and i'm a big marin morris fan from her country stuff i love a lot of her music so to see her crossover I have, like, an unhealthy attraction to her. Something about her look I just really dig. So I'm a big Maren Morris fan, everything, and I'm just glad she got this uh, this monster jam. And now that she gets this award from us, I think that's the highlight of her year. So congrats, uh, Maren and Zed. Um, cool. Uh, TV show of the year, then. Maybe we'll uh, – last year you had, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm, I think, right? Was that right? No, no. That, that no. made my final list, but you uh, have okay. a lot of criticism towards yeah, it. Yeah, I, I hated it. So it, hopefully you make a yeah, better decision this year. I, I think I made a better decision. Well, I think you'll agree with my better decision, but I don't I don't back down from my Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know it wasn't one of their best seasons, Bad but season. I've gone back and, and watched it, and it's still entertaining, and I stand by it. I will not back down from Larry David. Uh, or I should say, I should I will defend Larry David. Um, I will not back down from your criticism of Larry David. Yeah, trash season. Uh, this year, though, there was no Curb Your Enthusiasm, so I know you can't pick that. What would you go with? Yep. Yeah, so... There were a lot of shows that I really enjoyed watching this year. Um, so I know I did the same thing last year. I named the ones that were in consideration, and then I'm just going to tell you my final two. Uh, but uh, Netflix and HBO, I think, really killed it this year. Um, pretty much all of the shows that I, that I loved were, were from one of those two groups. Like, outside of uh, Marvelous Mrs. Mizell, um, that, that's an Amazon show. Maisel, Maisel, Mrs. Maisel. You're the Maisel, Jew on this sorry. podcast. How do you not say it All right. Well, it goes either way in the Jewish world. So... Mm. Um, I actually haven't seen the second season, so it's been a while since I heard the name pronounced. Uh, so Ozark, I thought, was fantastic, the second season of Ozark. Uh, and then on HBO, the show that came in second place for me was, was Barry. Uh, mm. And my number one show of the year was Succession. I thought it was so well done. It takes a little while to get going. So I've, I've recommended it to a ton of friends. And I think, you know, after two or three episodes, you're maybe not sold on it. Each episode, I feel like, or you know, as the season rolls on, each episode gets better and better. Uh, and I thought by the end, it was so gripping. It was so well done. It had comedy. It had drama. Um, it had suspense. I mean, it, it, it was really everything you're, you're looking for in, in a new show. And for me, that's my show of the year. But 
how do I put this? Uh, by the way, Barry, yeah, awesome show. Watch that. Uh, definitely not what I expected before the season started, but it was amazing. Succession, because I was reading some critics' lists and stuff, and it didn't make many top tens, but I remember when it was airing, it was getting a lot of play on a lot of the culture websites, people breaking it down and talking about the episode. Mm-hmm. So is it is it a good show, or it's just the kind of show that you can get behind and talk to people about, and it's more of a talking point show? Like, is it The Wire Breaking Bad, or is it Billions? Like, in what world does it live? Yeah, uh... I don't know. I mean, they're all, those shows are all very different. I guess it's probably closer to billions just based on the content of the show. For anyone that hasn't watched it, it's about... I, uh, I, I haven't. I'm waiting until season two okay. starts so I can binge it all right before the season comes back. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it has to be something that you're, you're at least sort of interested in. So Brian Cox is the patriarch of this really rich family, and he has, I think, four children, um, and they all sort of have different roles either in the company or outside of the company, but sort of like working with the company in some sense. Um, and so Brian Cox gets sick in the first episode, and the, the different children have a power struggle for who's going to take over. Um, so that's kind of the premise of the entire, the entire first season. Um, and Brian Cox eventually, you know, is obviously uh, gets back into, into uh, the leadership role, and so there's a dynamic there. I just thought the acting, um, the directing... Uh, like the different storylines were all really well done. They were all tied together really nicely. Uh, and the other thing I liked about it is outside of Brian Cox, I didn't really recognize many people from the show. I mean, there was um, Ferris Bueller's buddy was, uh, was one of the sons in the, sh- in, in the show. <laughs> but there's, yeah, yeah. Outside of that, like uh, there was a bunch of unknown actors. One of the Colkin brothers was in it. Um, so I just thought it was really interesting just seeing all these people I've never seen before. Um, and so you don't have much of a history with them. And then by the end of that first season, you, you love all those characters um, or those actors. So I, I thought it was really interesting, very different from what I've seen in the past. I, it was kind of like Billions in a way, but I thought it was, it was a little smarter than Billions. I think Billions is a little more just fun. Um, this is a little more, you know, makes you think a little more. Uh, so I, I thought Succession was, was the show of the year. I mean, I know, like you mentioned, it was like the, the ringer was writing about it nonstop when it was airing. Uh, and I haven't seen much lately, but I think that's just more recency bias than anything else. Hmm. Um, like I said, I haven't seen it, so I can't reserve or I reserve judgment. Uh, I'll get back to you, I guess, next year when I watch both seasons at once and we can talk about it for our 2019 pod. Um, my show, uh, I don't think you watch it, but it was number one on a lot of critics' lists. Uh, it was a sophomore season that I was a little bit worried would not live up to the first one, uh, but it did because it was super different. Uh, Atlanta, my boy Donald Glover. Do you watch it or no? No, I don't watch Atlanta, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's your style because it's very experimental. But, I mean, wow. If anything, I, even you, I recommend just watch one episode. Watch the Teddy Perkins episode. You don't need to know anything. It's not plot-related. You can watch just that episode, get in, get out. And just the way this guy, Donald Glover, who I've loved for a long time, uh, going back to his early albums and community and, and his stand-up, this dude is just so talented, talking about acting and directing and just subverting genre. And this is a guy that you think is going to be doing hilarious comedy. It reminded me a lot um, did, you, did you watch the Louis C.K. show, you know, the yeah, one on yep. FX? And I remember sure when, that, when that came out, this was like, what, six, seven years ago? We all thought it was going to be this hilarious comedy because he was a hilarious comedian. And it ended up being a show that was 
much more, as much a drama or just weird as it was a comedy. And that's what Donald Glover has done, but I think a lot slicker, a lot sharper, and talking about a lot of different things you don't really see on TV anymore. But that show just had so many individual moments, and this is going to make no sense to you because you don't watch it, but to anyone who has watched it, that very first scene with the kids when they play the video games and they go to the fast food place and do what they do there, um, the barbershop episode, um, the Teddy Perkins, which is probably the best TV episode of the year, I think, uh, the, the episode with Van, the girlfriend, and the German thing, whatever. I mean, every single episode felt like an event. It was different, and it surprised me, and that's hard to surprise me in TV these days, and that was, I think, the only show that I watched live whenever it happened, um, week after week after week this year. Everything else I would watch, you know, the next day or wait for on demand or whatever. But that was one that I just mainlined uh, straight through. So Atlanta, my show of the year, and I'm excited. Hopefully they come back and do a third one and uh, and see what happens there. So that was uh, that was mine. Yeah, well, based on your your um, explanation there, I would think that Donald Glover has to be a favorite for your MVP vote. Uh, maybe he was also in Solo. He was Lando Calrissian. Um, exactly. Yeah, he had uh, some more music too. This is America. The music video was incredible. Um, maybe let's we'll tune into episode two and find out. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely in the running. It was it was the year of Donald, so good for him. That's what we in the business call a tease. Yes, it is. Stay tuned for more. Um, all right, sweet. So I think we went through that. And then, oh, no, we have movie of the year still. Wow, yeah, I forgot. This one I How think will be that? more contentious because you and I watch a lot of the same stuff. And we had a slight conversation before we started recording where we already disagreed on a, on a movie. So let's see, uh, let's see if it keeps going. Um, <laughs> movie of the year. And just to let people know, how many movies have you seen this year, you think? I'm sure we could look it so, up on our AMC stuff. So you have I, to know I, a ballpark, right? I did look it up on my ANC subs. I, oh, I have I should seen, have. I forgot. I have seen 41 movies in the theater this year. Now, I may be forgetting a couple that I, I didn't see at an AMC, but um, I, I saw 38 movies at AMC, and I, there's three I remember that I didn't see at AMC. And then, of course, countless others between airplane rides and Netflix and you know Amazon or whatever it is. Um, well over 50, so well over a movie a week, but... Um, 41 I at least have seen in the theaters. Wow. All right. I'm going to try and look mine up. You might hear me typing on the laptop here uh, while you're talking. So I'm curious how many I've seen now. But um, yeah. It's so, exciting content, folks. I know. Tell me about it. I should have done this uh, way before. Um, all right. So give me, uh, I'm sure you have a couple of finalists and then give uh, give us your big one. Yeah. So, you know, I, I was pretty convinced that I was going where the star is born. Um, you know, that was, that's what I had written down. And then last night when I went through the list of movies I had seen, uh, there was one that popped up that I had forgotten about. And I think I'm going to give it the nod just based on creativity and what they were able to do with basically no script. And I'm going to go with the quiet place as, uh, as the, the movie of the year for me. I thought the fact that there's basically no dialogue in the movie and they made it as gripping as it was. Um, I thought it was just super, super well done, really creative, something very different than, than what I've seen in the past. So I'm going to give it you know, some bonus points um, for creativity. And so A Quiet Place is, is the movie of the year for, for Mike Rudner. Wow. Uh, nicely done. I did not see it, so I have, 
nothing to say. I think I'm the only person I know that didn't see it because it did like $500 million or something. Yeah, uh, you see time. like 90 movies. You think my 41 is crazy, listeners out there. Janella probably has me beat by almost double. Yeah, I know. And I quite, well, I don't really like horror movies. And I know that, that what I heard about that movie, it's not a typical like horror mm-hmm. movie. But then I just didn't get to see it. And by the time it left the theaters, once it leaves the theater, I'm probably not going to watch it. And so I just never got around to it. But I, I have nothing against the call. I'm sure that's a good one. Um, movie of the year, I don't know if I would give it that, even knowing what I know about it. But like I said, you've seen a lot. So if that's the one that stuck out with you, then good for you. Um, I try to look, I don't know how many movies I watch because for some reason my AMC stubs is only going back to May. I don't know why. I'm looking at it right now. And I switched over from Movie Pass to AMC mid-year, the Stubbs A-list or whatever. But I feel like my movie should still be there. But it's not showing me anything before May, which that's half the year. So I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, I'm probably in, like, the 50 to 60 range of what I've seen in theaters this year. Um, let's see. Oh, talk about uh, Movie Pass. That was, like, our the best thing we bought last year. And now it's just <laughs> trash this year. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um... Let's see. Um, so some of my finalists, um, I love, this is the movie we were talking about before we went on the air live, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I just saw it last week, maybe some recency bias. I loved it. It's not my movie of the year, but I loved it. I thought it was the best movie uh, of the year in terms of everything it did from dialogue to the creativity of the animation to the filming style to... Uh, the sort of meta commentary it had. It had everything for kids. I thought it had more stuff for adults than you did. Um, but I also, I wrote about it, MikeGianella.com. This is cross-promotion. This is Synergy. Uh, I wrote seven reasons why. It's in the conversation for best superhero movie of all time. I loved it a lot. It was up there for me. Um, do you want to talk about why you hated it or didn't love no, it? No, I, I, I didn't. Jeez, man. <laughs> you're really, that was like a Trumpism. No, I didn't I know. hate it. It's my I, show. I'm putting words in your mouth. No, you said you liked it. You just didn't. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I thought it was really well done. I also think it was creative. It gets points for creativity. It was very different from anything I've ever seen. The, the, act, the animation itself was modeled after the comic books. Um, it wasn't the same sort of animation you're used to seeing. So uh, I thought it was really creative. It was really well done. It tied in a bunch of things from Spider-Man past, like I know from, from comic books from way back in the day, like Peter Parker. Uh, but... Yeah, I guess I guess my overall point was I think it was more geared towards kids, uh, which is fine. Um, it's just for my movie of the year, I think it you know it's something that I thoroughly enjoyed um, and also was creative. So that's why I went with A Quiet Place. Uh, but yeah, I still think it was a good movie. I just don't think it was you know the 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 best comic book movie I've ever seen by any means. Yeah, you're entitled to your opinion. That's why you're on the show. Uh, so that was in there for me. Uh, Black Panther 2. I am a big superhero comic book movie person. And for a lot of the same reasons that I liked Spider-Man, this was just, it was different. It took the superhero genre in a little bit different direction than what we've noticed lately, especially in Marvel. Uh, everybody was talking about it. It made the most money of any movie in the U.S. Uh, this year. So that counts for something in these rankings. So that was in there for me as well. Uh, and the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor, Mr. Rogers' documentary, did you see it or no? No, I still haven't seen it. I, whenever I tried to go see it was during my movie pass days, and it was always sold out. Mm, it was so good. Uh, I was not a huge Mr. Rogers kid growing up. I didn't really watch it that much. But you can't, like, everyone knows what that is. 
So you go into it and you learn so much about this guy and you expect it to be what it is, but then they also tackle a lot of stuff you don't expect, sort of the underbelly and the darkness of uh, this man's struggle and the struggle of the show and how they dealt with... uh, like the Challenger explosion and homosexuality and all this different, like heavy hitting stuff. And I'm like, wow, I was not expecting that. And then at the end, it almost made me cry. I came very close in the theater and I was alone, which is hard to do. So it's just very emotionally affecting. And I think for documentaries who had, they had an awesome year, a lot of good documentaries that were wide release this year. Uh, but that was the one that stuck with me the most. However, my movie of the year, I don't know how you didn't pick this infinity war. This wasn't even yeah. on your radar. No, it was. It was a good movie. Uh, I'd say it probably would have made my top seven. Uh, I just don't think it. It. It was number. I don't know. One, one two, or three. Um, I guess I, I struggle with some of the comic book stuff because. Um, I mean, this one. I will say for 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 a comic book movie, I thought this was one of the stronger ones in the Marvel franchise. Um, some points for creativity with the ending, although. We almost don't even need to say spoiler alert at this point. I think everyone knows what happened. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I think, you know, right. I mean, I, I went into it kind of knowing what happened. And I've tried to, I tried to avoid, you know, any sort of spoilers at all costs. And it was impossible to avoid. So uh, I, I think it was, the ending was creative, was a little different. I just, I guess also sort of realized that the way things ended obviously can't stay that way because then they can't make Black Panther 2 and right. all the other sequels that they're they're currently planning. So I feel like sort of points are going to get taken away when you see the next one and they just kind of go back in time or whatever they do to bring these people back to life. Um, yeah, strong movie, but I just thought A Quiet Place was so unique and so different, you know. Um, I, think we, we, I think we go about this differently too because I think you trend more toward the quality of the movie and I take into a lot of accounts, and I did this too with the TV show and the song, sort of the cultural impact and all the memes that came out of Infinity War, all the hype for it, the way it lasted in the conversation afterward, the way it has us talking about the new Avengers movie and all the other ones. For me, like when I think of this year, it's not the best movie I saw by far, Infinity War, but it is going to be the one movie that I remember being the most 2018, if that makes sense. So that's why I picked it. So you're going with the the, the now defunct uh, popular movie of the year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, award, yeah, what the Oscars which, had for three days. That's sort of yeah. what I'm doing. I guess. Okay, that, that's fair. I mean, I, I don't know if, I guess if I was going to go with popular movie of the year, uh, I'd still probably go with Black Panther over Infinity War. I feel like more people talked about that. Yeah. And then I still, I still think A Star is Born. I mean, A Star, a Star is Born you see everywhere. Uh, sure. what, what I wanted to say about A Star is Born is that I've never had an emotional experience in a movie theater like I did with A Star is Born. I feel like there's five or six times where you, you feel that pit in your stomach throughout the movie. So I give them credit there because whatever they did, it, it certainly tugs at the drawstrings. Um, so, so the, heart, the heartstrings. You talk about the drawstrings. What? That's what you do on your second dates with girls, not, uh, <laughs> not the drawstrings, the heartstrings. <laughs> that's what I meant. You know, sometimes uh, we're... we're I guess we're only starting this this two-parter, but uh, but yeah, when we get to the end, I'll probably have more stupid things to say. Um, yeah, I, I just thought A Star Is Born was 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 uh, the most emotional movie I'd ever seen. I thought it was really entertaining. I thought it was also really popular. So many people had talked about it, but I guess yeah, there's probably some recency bias since that came out two months ago and Infinity War came out what in April. Yeah. 
Well, Star is Born 2, it's going to have a comeback. Come Oscar season, it's up for so many awards. It's the favorite for Best Picture right now. It's going to win all the music awards because of Lady Gaga. So it'll have its, its, its renaissance. I'm not mad at that either. I would say I didn't mention it, but yeah, in terms of like cultural impact, I think it's Black Panther, Star is Born, Infinity War in some order for 2018. I think you, nobody can argue that. Yeah, and, and I think Gaga has to win Best Actress, right? I mean, I, I guess there's some, some movies that are likely going to get nominated and actresses that are going to get nominated that I haven't seen, although I feel like I've seen so many of them. But to me, that was the best performance, man or woman, that I've seen this year. Wasn't she just kind of playing a version of herself? I don't, I don't know her well enough. Um, I mean, sure, I guess to some degree, but I thought she was really compelling, and the fact that she hasn't had a lot of experience acting... I don't know. I mean, I felt like she was this character. And yes, there's probably some similarities to her in real life. But I mean, look at like a lot of characters kind of play who they are in real life. So I don't want to discredit her for that. I I thought she was really strong and and was better than I was expecting, because obviously that's not her her full time job is acting. Well, uh, right now on uh, goldderby.com, which helps make all these uh, betting odds for the uh, various award shows in Hollywood. Let's see what they have for uh, Best Actress. Um, yeah, Best Picture, Star is Born is the heavy favorite at 13-2. to two. Um, mm-hmm. mm. Oh, geez, they have Director before Actress? I don't like that. Uh, time to Command F. And look for it here. Yeah, this is great audio content again, guys. Uh, yeah, Lady Gaga is the favorite, an eighteen to five, which is a little bit better than four to one. It's like three and a half to one. Uh, she is the lead uh, best actress odds, so maybe she'll get that after all. Nice one. Um, cool. So that's our entertainment section. So uh, again, if none of you have seen this stuff, watch uh, Atlanta, watch Succession, listen to the middle on repeat if you can't avoid it already in your car or your Spotify playlist or whatever. And uh, movies, yeah, check out A Quiet Place. Check out all the Marvel stuff that came out this year. Um, yeah, just go for it. It's, it's fun. Um, you ready to move on? Oh, I'm ready. All right. This is time now for some uh, bests and worsts. What are you going to do? Uh, best thing we bought first since we talked about Movie Pass already from last year. Uh, that was, I think, was that your award or mine? I forget which one of us. I, I gave it to Movie Pass, which was yeah. very legitimate at the time and I think a legitimate award winner. You gave it to the credit card you had. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Chase um, Sapphire. To this day, I still, I still dispute as a thing you bought. But moving on, I hope, I, I I hope you have a, a better winner. I dollars a year for it. I consider it something I buy. Uh, I bought. You like the benefits of a credit card. I don't think it's, it's something that you really purchase. But anyway, we'll, uh, we'll move on. I hope, I hope your, your answer for 2019, or 18, I should say, is, is better than what, what you picked last year. Uh, I guess so. It seems like you're very disappointed, so I'm only going to go up from here. But uh, yeah, so uh, RIP Movie Pass, which was a great buy. I was a member of it as well. Uh, it just got, it ran its course. AMC does it better. Some other movie theaters do now too. But uh, it was a good run, Movie Pass. So congratulations last year. That shows you how quickly things can change all right well, how about this year though what's the best thing you bought so the the obvious answer is amc a-list which is far superior to movie pass in, in every way um but i'm not going to say that because i think that's boring pod super um, boring w- what i'm gonna go with is also sort of a stretch as far as a thing i bought but oh, i am i paid for it 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 led led to lots of happiness for me and I'm going to go Tinder with, Plus? No, it, it has nothing to do 
with any sort of dating website or dating app. Okay. But I am going to go with, I can't remember what season it was now, so this is not great pot either, but I believe it was the summer cornhole season that led to a cornhole championship and now a giant glass boot that sits in my living room, proudly sits in my living room, displaying to everyone my cornhole success. So um, I am going to go with my cornhole championship as the best thing that I bought. Well, I had to pay to join the league. Oh, and I, I was going to ask, what, what did you buy? The membership? Is that what it Yeah, I, I paid to join the league, and it led to this giant, glorious glass boot that sits in my living room. And so, yeah, I, I, will, I will have that forever, hopefully. And that moment will live on forever, certainly, if the glass does not live on. So that's going to be my answer because it was a, a great two months and a great, great night that I celebrated probably more than most professional athletes celebrate when they win a championship. That was a terrible answer. <laughs> you, you gave me so much shit for the credit card. That's no, that's a great, <laughs> great answer. That's unique. It's I lost you there, I, but I lost you there I, for I a second. All I heard you say was it's unique. Well, I'm saying I, I have something, um, you know, like that's that. that uh, what's I don't know what the right word is. Like I have something that I, I paid to join the league, and that giant glass boot uh, represents what I paid to join the league for. Um, so I'm going to stick with it. I guess the other thing I should say, in in fairness to your, that's a terrible answer. Uh, I really didn't buy anything this year. I was thinking about all the things that I that I really love, um, tech wise that that I have now, and it's all things I bought in 2017. I could not think of a single thing that I purchased in 2018 that I really enjoy. Actually, the only thing I did think about was my Bluetooth shower radio that cost me 20 bucks. But also, I can't, I can't give that as the answer. That's just, that's just silly talk. Okay. So, so what I like to think about with this best thing we bought is something that people listening can then go buy themselves. So I, I guess people can join a league, right? Because that, that euphoria that you get when you win, if you win, is yeah. worth all the money you spend. And the sure. friendships are, are priceless, too. So That's true. Uh, unless you get kicked out of a cornhole team the next season. But you wouldn't know anything about that, right? Having to switch teams after a season? Uh, I, I, I don't know if you're bringing up my – yes, I think you did, you, did join, <laughs> you did join us for the championship or the playoffs of, of one of my seasons. Um, that was a one and done. But you know what, you know what happened is uh, that team lost in the, in the quarterfinals the next season – the season that we won the championship. So who gets ah, the last lap? Poetic I justice. Do. Um, my thing is a bit more uh, tangible, I guess. I, I didn't even buy it, to be honest. I got it as a Christmas gift uh, at the end of last year, but I didn't use them until 2018, so I think it counts. I have uh, these adjustable dumbbells uh, at home. It's a Bowflex set. You can, like, crank them between, I think, 5 pounds to 55 and a whole bunch of increments <laughs> in between. And it's just two dumbbells, but... I mean, you and I, we both live here in the New York area, in the Northeast. We're both from Jersey. So winter's tough. If you want to work out, you want to stay fit, you don't want to go to the gym, it's snowing, you don't want to leave the house, but then you're just stuck, stuck on the couch all winter like a fat-ass slob, bang out a couple workouts. You got the dumbbells. You can do literally everything you want in your living room, bring up a workout on TV, do something just freestyle for a half hour, for an hour. And you never have to feel bad about it, and it's great. You don't have to pay a gym membership. You buy them once. That's it. It's a one-time cost, and I use them so much. It's not something like, – I don't know what your parents were like growing up, but my parents would buy like a treadmill and then just leave it in the garage. Nobody would ever use it, or we'd use like an ab roller, and then it would just collect dust in the living room. I use these things on average, I'd say, like once a week throughout the whole course of the year. So 
do it. If you're into fitness, you're into working out, I cannot recommend enough some adjustable dumbbells to keep in the house for when you can't make it to the gym, you can bring the gym to you. This was not an ad. I got no money from it, but that's my the best thing that I bought, which I didn't technically buy this year. It seems sort of like a humble brag, but I guess I'll allow it. And also, for someone that hasn't had a job since March, it seems like you should have plenty of time to get yourself to the gym. That Since March, I have. But like I said, sometimes it's raining outside. Sometimes I don't want to run to the gym. Sometimes I don't have a car to drive to the gym. When I had a job until March, that was the winter time. So, you know, there's, there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but I still think, you know, for people who like to get their workouts on at different times of the day, like myself, maybe that it's a humble brag, I like to stay fit. Home dumbbells, that's the thing. Um, cool. So cornhole and dumbbells are the best things that we bought this year. What about the most, what do you have, an underrated and overrated both? things of the year yeah i guess i I think i was going to go with underrated and you were going to go with overrated um with all this this massive prep we did prior to the show (laughs) uh so so i'm going to go with underrated person of the year and i think you're going to agree with me on this uh i am going to go with darcy Carden from the good place Uh, i feel like yeah i feel like uh darcy is only very recently getting um love from the show. I know people have loved her character for, I guess, now the, the three seasons it's been on air. Um, she was also on Barry, so I think she, she's had a, a really strong year from, from both shows. And that last episode, you know, the, the fall finale, and once again, I know this is recent, recency bias, but she essentially has to act as all of the, the main characters in the show because um, they all sort of take her form. Uh, I thought she was awesome in that. I, I think she's, she's one of those actresses that's not getting a ton of love probably starting to get a little more now, but I think in five, six years, she's going to be up there with, you know, the comedy A-listers on the female side. She's great. I love her. No arguments against that. And uh, The Good Place, also one of my favorite TV shows of the year. It wasn't my favorite, but yeah, it's a great show. Uh, Recency bias or not, that's a good call. Um, Do you have an overrated or did you not think about that? Again, we didn't really plan this as well as we should have, but whatever. No, I mean... you can go with your overrated, and maybe an idea will, will, will pop up in mind, or I'll just disagree with your overrated. Sure. Uh, my overrated, uh, pets. Uh, this is a controversial take. Uh, hear me out. Hear me out. So I'm dating a girl now. We've been uh, official for a few months. She has two cats, and she knows this. I'm not telling her or publicizing anything out in the open that she doesn't already know or I haven't told her or that friends of mine don't know. I love animals. I love them. Dogs, cats, sloths, horses, whatever. I used to host an animal show, a talk show. I love animals. But pets are such a hassle. The amount of money you got to put into taking care of them, uh, the way they shed, you get fur on your clothes and your furniture and it never goes away. You can't ever leave that long without either having to take them with you or ask people for favors to watch them for you. Uh, if they ever, my brother, his dog, they had to give her two ACL surgeries cost like three or four grand each uh, last year. I mean, I don't get it, man. I love people that have animals. That they can bring them over to my house if they want. I'll play with them. I'll hang out with them. But take them back because I just don't. Maybe I'm too selfish. Maybe I don't like the responsibility. But I think having pets yourself, overrated. What do you think about that? Is that scorching enough for you? I feel like I just alienated so many of our listeners. Uh, I would say, and maybe I'll alienate more of them. Cats, I 100% agree with you. But I don't agree with you on the dog, the dog front yet. Um, I know part of why I don't have a dog just yet is, are some of the things that you mentioned. Um, you know, the cost, the, the responsibility, not being able to travel without 
asking for favors. I mean, those are all factors why I don't have a dog yet, but there's no question I'm going to have a dog at some point in my life. The, the love that they, they give you and the joy that they give you, I think, supersedes all the things that you're talking about. But all other pets, especially cats, I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan <laughs> of cats. Uh, I'm allergic to cats. Oh, so even, that's, even that's, better. That's a, a big reason why, of course. But I, I, I agree with part of what you're saying. But I think, I think if you have a dog that you, that you love and is part of the family, all of the, the, the chores that you mentioned um, are well worth it. We'll see. Then it dies, and you got to be sad, and else oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm down. You for get it another dog, and this, and then the cycle of uh, just like depression starts all over again. Maybe I'm cynical. We'll see. I'm sure if I ever have kids, I'm gonna get suckered into getting a dog, and I'll I'll change my heart. But for now, they just don't fit in my lifestyle. Uh, I I did think of an underrated while you were talking. Uh, real quick, uh, Sports Center, the program. Everyone keeps trashing on it. I think especially this year, a lot of people were talking about how it was losing viewers. Although SportsCenter with SVP, I think actually gained some viewers. I still like it. Maybe I'm an old person, but I still enjoy like when I'm online reading stuff, just having SportsCenter in the background, highlights I probably wouldn't have seen of other games, uh, interviews and segments and things like that. Uh, I liked when they had um, you know Michael and Jamel doing it too, and they tried something different. But any time of the day, I still actually watch SportsCenter. I know I'm one of the few people who do it. But I think it's underrated. I still think it has a place in the sports uh, media landscape. So uh, shout out to Sports Center, especially the SVP show. I like that a lot. Uh, I'm done with my underrated. Uh, did you have an overrated or anything to add to that, or should we move on? No, maybe something will will, will come to me later on. But for now, I'll I'll let you and your weird take go uh, for the the overrated part of this podcast. All right, sounds good. Uh, well, that actually gets us to the end of part one. I think, although we had a special honor. Have you? I have one. Do you have any one that you would like to uh, bestow some praise on or whatever that we don't have time for anywhere else? No. Jeez, uh, I really don't. Um, I know we've brought up friends of the podcast in the past. Um, so I guess congratulations to, to John Phelps and Ariel Rinaldi on their, <laughs> their engagement. It, it, it took long enough, um, but Ooh. very, very excited and, and happy for you both. Uh, I hope that um, you know, as you, as Ariel marries Phelps, the, the Eagles will have more success than, than the post engagement so far. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Ugh, they had their one Super Bowl. We'll talk more Eagles in the second episode. I guarantee you that. Cause I will, uh, my special honor only because I feel you're going to talk about it. Maybe when we talk sports in the next episode, uh, I didn't have a place for it. Uh, David Wright, my man, thank you for everything. Um, the retirement this year was, uh, a bittersweet thing to see. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to talk more about that uh, in the second episode, but I wanted to just shout out a guy who uh, gave his heart and soul to the Orange and Blue, to the Mets, a team that you and I, Mike, both uh, have grown up uh, big fans of. And most more times than not, it sucks, but uh, every time he was in our lives, I think it brought a little bit of joy to uh, a couple of Mets fans here. So uh, shout out David Wright for everything, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, that, that his his final game and the emotions behind that were pretty amazing. I don't think I've ever seen that from any athlete before. I think it just goes to show that if the Mets have a good team and they, they have players that are truly likable, the fans are going to love them like no other fan base. Um, and and I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just because we're both Mets fans, but I don't remember Yankees fans having that kind of love for Derek Jeter on his last game. I know he ended it with a walk-off hit, and the game was sort of just, you know, it was a little different. They didn't have a whole ceremony for him, like, and he leaves the game in the fifth inning. 
Um, but I, I just I thought it was a really special sports moment um, that I haven't really seen elsewhere. So uh, congratulations to David Wright on job well done. Well, it's because the Yankees, they have it every other couple of years. It's Jeter, then Rivera, and or Bernie Williams. We only have, like, one generational player every it's generation. True. So, uh, the flight of the Mets fan. Um, all right, well, that's going to wrap up episode one. Come back, episode two. It's going to be, I think, a, a week from now, or maybe you're listening to them back-to-back to finish out the year. I don't know. But we're going to be talking about some memories, giving out our big awards, including our Rookie of the Year, our MVP, favorite sports moment, and the coolest thing we each did. So thanks for listening. And Rudner, uh, we're going to take a little break, but you and I will be right on back. So, uh, guys, appreciate it. We'll try to do even better next time. See ya!